Hello and good evening, everybody. My name is Glenn, and I'm I am here for today's episode of our Leisure Talk podcast on behalf of DPL. Um, joining me today, if he is there, is Dean. Can you hear me, Dean? I can hear you, Glenn. Nice and clear. Uh, lovely. Then this is our third episode. So really quickly, if there's any new listeners, do you want to just tell them a little quick bit about yourself? Not really, no. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm Dean. I'm one of the co-founders of DP Leisure. Uh, had our own training and consultancy company for uh, nearly three years now. Uh, we're well. I'm an active manager at uh, two sites as well, so uh, got hand-on-hand operational experience um, as well as the training and consultancy side of things as well. Uh, really fucking boring. Yes, has it, mate? Sounds <laughs> to be fair. I've had it already. I appreciate it. Again, yeah, no, all, uh, all good. I sound a little bit croaky today. I've been teaching, um, been teaching ER, and I sound, I've been, uh, I must have been shouting a little bit. So I feel a little bit croaky today. So uh, please forgive me if my voice goes high or low. Sounds like a twelve-year-old boy or something like that. What are the candlelight's like? Good. Um, they started off terrible. They finished the best candlelights anyone could ever need, but then that's because they had me as a tutor. So you know, what more can you ask for? Well, I've seen you too. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, funny enough, it reminded me of when you lifeguarded some of my courses and you're standing there going 12 out of 12, 11 out of 12, 10 out of 12. <laughs> oh, those were the days. You always gave me the tricky ones. Yeah. But yeah, no, all good today. Went went really well, really good feedback. Um, yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better, to be fair. Um, one of the candidates was uh, a general manager of the site, and he gave really good feedback, which is always good to hear from uh, you know from the person in charge. Um, just nice to be told that you're still you're still doing what you're meant to be doing right in a really good way. I'm, we need we need a little bit. I'm sorry, of, I'm, just, uh, of, of, I'm just really intrigued say. about your background picture of you in the plant room. I love that. Like, do you like mine as well? Um, your you're taking up most of my screen. I'll be honest. I'm a bit of a dinosaur when it comes to all this. So I'm about a two centimeter, two centimeter by two centimeter box. I can't really see what I'm, what my poor plant room looks like. I'm really hoping there's not some PPE just put on some ladders behind me because that would be really embarrassing. Uh, do me a favour. Can you just bleed the filter a little bit because the pressure gauge looks a little bit uh, <laughs> dysfunctional on that one. Where, is that side? Is it? Hang on, down, down, go. down. That's it. I'm a bit cut. There you go. There you go. Open, open the valve. <laughs> see what happens. Everybody right? <laughs> I've done that a few times. <laughs> I bet you have blamed on someone else as well. I don't know. Open it up and see. Bang. <laughs> Ain't your money, it's the centre's money. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> so I was having a little, uh, little bit of a think on um, what we could go through today, Dan. I know I'd like to uh, get you out of nowhere. Um, so you are very ill prepared with all my questions. Most of your answers just end in, yeah, you're a knobhead. Um, so I was thinking when I was um, helping you out a little while ago, we was doing some work for uh, um, private places, um, like smaller um, swim schools um, that are just either attached to a school itself or just a swimming pool that is for uh, swimming lessons only. Um, and that just kind of got me thinking about 
a lot of people don't understand or um, are, are aware, sorry, of all the policies, procedures, documentation that they need in place. There's always, uh, you know, there's always something that not not because they're fault in any way, shape, or form that some poor operators um, do actually forget to put in place or might not think is as important as actually uh, actually is. So this isn't negative on uh, any of the sites that we visited in any way, shape or form. Um, we're here to help people as much as we can. Um, so I wondered if you just fancied um, talking and discussing about, about our experiences with uh, with them uh, this evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, we, we go to many sites and, uh, you know, we do audits on the sites to see what they've got in place, to see what they haven't got in place. And just a general um, overview on their safety documentation and their operational uh, documentation. COVID's really highlighted the awareness of uh, the relevant documentation that swim schools and swimming pool operators should have in place. Uh, you've got all this new guidance coming in at the moment. Uh, you know, you've got all these technical notes from uh, from PewTag coming through, and uh, people are getting in touch with us and saying, you know. Is this something that we need to do? We've never done this before. Can you advise me on this? And we generally go to site, do a consultancy visit, do an audit, official audit on the uh, on the site. And it is amazing how many things they're missing. Uh, we go to site and we ask to see, for example, uh, the PSOP. And, uh, you know, they present us with like a two-page document um, outlining their... PSOP with loads of subtitles and subheadings missing from the document itself um, and generally not in a really good uh, you know really good state of uh, of what's what's actually included in in the documents um, so yeah we, we we do go to sites we do see quite a few things that they're missing and what people don't appreciate is if something was to go wrong and you know god forbid they was to end up you know, in a court of law, they will have to produce those documents. And if they're not up to scratch or, or they physically haven't got them, then, you know, there's, there's big problems. Um, the biggest one that we find is Legionella uh, or the lack of anything relating to Legionella. Swim school operators or, or pool operators in general don't fully understand their responsibility when it comes to Legionella. And that's quite worrying. But um, that's when we go in, we go, you know, offer some guidance, offer some help and, and try and develop a, a program for them. Um, yeah, so the, the biggest one that, that is, you know, overlooked is definitely Legionella. Yeah. So just, you know, I just kind of want to completely reiterate, this isn't sort of like negative or, or, or a dig at any of the places that we've been to, um, you know, and it, People with the best swim in the world, they're really good swim coaches. They want to start their own business. Um, they want, want to be able to kind of give back to the community and so on and so forth. Um, but it's just a case, isn't it? If if you're unaware, actually, everything that you do need, then if you don't know, how do you know that you need it? Which is where, where we kind of come in and just guide them in, in the right direction. So I just want to make it crystal clear that, you know, this isn't this isn't a dig or a pop at anyone. It's, 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 it's a learning experience for everyone at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all the you know, all the documentation or all the requirements is actually stipulated in HSG 179. Um, yeah, and everything actually big... relating to uh, a swimming pool in general. 
you know, that's that's all like that's that's all found in Putag. So, you know, there's yeah. two documents straight away where pool operators and swim schools, you know, should be looking at. Um, I know the STA as well, they've released quite a few uh, operational documents, a few templates on things like your risk assessments, your pool technical operating plans or procedures. You know, they've got templates for them. Utilise them. You know, it, yeah, of there's, course. there's so many people, and I'm not, I'm not kind of taking business away from DP Leisure, but a lot of it is use your own initiative uh, and people don't generally do that. And that's when we kind of step in and, and, and take control of, of what they need. Funny enough on the, um, on the calls that I was taking today, I was talking about um, PSOPs and, and what have you. And uh, I was comparing your PSOP for your site to my PSC, PSOP at my site. Unfortunately, my hands are a little bit tired with mine. Um, yeah. Being a, being a private leisure centre, um, you know, there's not, I, I can't create it from the ground up. But what I really like about the ones that are at your sites and the ones that you offer people is yours are very pictorial. You've got some lovely diagrams, you use different colours, you make it very easy to read. Um, whereas my one's 98 pages of words. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in a bit of a rush, in a bit of a panic, I'm reading paragraph after paragraph after paragraph compared to the ones that. DP Leisure offer people absolutely beautiful you know I've, and this isn't me kind of blowing smoke up you because I hate doing that because you're a knobhead um, yeah. but the ones that DP Leisure generally think some of the best PSOPs out there they're just so user friendly um, I don't know about you if you uh, when I just look at a page for the words after a minute I just get cross-eyed and I think what on earth's going on yeah um, you think so yeah I think that you guys uh, do do lovely um, PSOPs I was actually talking about this um, with my guys today. Yeah. Um, saying that, you're asked to, and I'll bet them. And, you Thanks know, for that. My peers. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a reason why we do that, though, Glenn. And um, and that is, you know, ultimately that's going to be presented as part of the bundle uh, in a court of law. And of course you it know, is. do you want the, you know, ultimately you want your defending team and your prosecuting team to look at it and go, fuck me, there's, there's a lot of time and effort actually being put into actually yeah. developing this document. As opposed to just reading words, as you just said, you know, you want to see the diagrams, you want to see the pool layouts, you want different colours um, on the schematic drawings, you know, in order for it to stand out and also to make it look as though you've actually spent you know, some good time on it. And that's ultimately what you want to be able to produce. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent, completely agree with you uh, there. Um, what about though with um, Legionella control programs? So, what sort of experience have you um, have you seen, or what's sort of like the main advice that you have to keep giving to centres when you go to uh, to your inspections? Uh, know what Legionella is. <clears throat> um, sure. <laughs> the amount of times we go to sites, we do audits, and they have nothing in place whatsoever, which is very worrying of course. Mm. Um, they're not fully aware of their uh, responsibilities as uh, as pool operators. And, uh, you know, ultimately, you, you should be putting in a program for something that ultimately kills people and, uh, and is a cause of death. And, you know, all you need is one outbreak or one person to fall ill, you know, pneumonia, go through, uh, go through signs, symptoms of, of Legionella it won't be long until they trace it back to that pool or that site. Yeah. And again, you know, it's evidence that you want to be able to produce and go, there's all my paperwork. There's all the records that we've got. 
there's our Legionella risk assessment, there's our flushing program, and there is all of our temperatures and descaling program. But the amount of times we go to site and the pool operators never even heard of Legionella. Very, very, very worrying. Um, Who's Ella? Who's Lee and Ella? Sorry? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I was just about to say, who, what are you going on about? Yeah, who's Leonella? Um, they don't fully understand the responsibility, and it, it really is it's quite a shame. But um, the COVID, believe it or not, has actually really highlighted the uh, importance of Legionella. So, for example, in risk assessments and things like that, when a lot of centres and swim schools were shutting down, um, there was guidance on what you should be doing in relation to running your showers, keeping on top of shower temperatures, yeah. you know, monitoring your boiler systems, your hot and your cold water supplies. And again, you know, since COVID, we've been inundated with emails saying really wasn't aware that we should have actually been doing this in the first place. Is there any chance you can pop down, do a Legionella risk assessment or put a control program in place for us? And the thing is, yeah. you know, it literally takes an hour a week to do or an hour a month to do. You descale your shower heads. You do your inlet. You know, you do your uh, hot and cold water uh, temperatures, and uh, you know, you do your bib tap running if if you've got taps that aren't in use constantly. And all you've got to do is taps are... yeah, exactly. And all you've got to do is just put a bit of pen to paper. You know, you can either formulate yeah. your own uh, document, or you can obviously contact DPL. Um, or there <laughs> there are other providers out there, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, and, and as long as you've got it recorded, then um, then you're all right. And it, obviously, if there's any remedial works need to be done, then uh, then that's the time to do it. But another thing, even relation to Legionella, you know, we'll go to the sites and they've got dead legs everywhere. A bit like your picture in the background, actually. I can yeah. see quite a few dead legs. Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's a feature. Yeah, feature. Yeah. And uh, they're not fully aware of that. You know, they get a plumber come in, they cut the pipe back sh uh, short, uh, slightly, not aware that that's actually got to be um, removed completely. So, yeah. yeah, it's very worrying that poor operators aren't, you know, 100% with, with Legionella. But if you want to be 100%, contact DPL and they'll see <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And the thing is, it doesn't, as I said, it don't take an hour at our sites. Um there's one manager in particular that manages everything Legionella related. And, uh, you know, it literally takes him like an hour, two hours max um, a month. You know, combined timing of, of two hours maximum a month is, is nothing. And you're preventing people from Coast. falling ill and eventually dying. So, really yeah, it's a weird, you know, water from a tap cut or a shower can't kill you. So, you know, what's wrong with it? Actually, actually, it can. yeah, exactly. You're right. You're right. So, you said um, sort of daily, weekly, monthly inspections and so on and so forth. So, in general, what are you expecting? You know, you, I'm not asking you to give away free service here, but in general, what sort of inspections do you uh, um, want? operators or, or, or leisure owners to, to carry out on, on their sites? What sort of like the basics that they should be doing daily, weekly, and monthly, as you feel? So your daily generally is general health and safety. Uh, you should be, you know, really undertaking these prior to opening up your front doors and, and letting the animals in. Um, 
So uh, <laughs> the peasants, yeah, the animals. Uh, um, it will generally be like a, a walk around the whole centre, uh, if it's a leisure centre, or if it's just a swim school. Uh, you know, a general inspection of the pool itself. You want to be doing a walk around, you know, making sure things like uh, your ceiling tiles are not dislodged. Uh, general cleanliness, uh, tiles on the floor being broken, the pool water clarity, and of course your pool water testing. You need to make sure everything's all fine uh, prior to opening up your doors, as I said, to the animals. Um, where we are, we've got a large site, so it generally takes about an hour to formulate all of our documentation and put all the ticks in the box and record our air temperatures and, and things like that and that's even before we've opened up the front door um Close. that's a general big site though uh so swim swim schools it, it, it shouldn't really take that long the main yeah. point of this is make sure you document it make sure you document that you've done your walk around you've done all your inspections you've done all your temperature checks and you've done your pool water testing once you've got all of that, put it on a bit of paper. Again, it's taken a bit of, you know, it's taken a pen to a bit of paper. Doesn't take long. Um, you know, and that's your evidence that, yes, I did inspect this at this time. And yes, it was operational uh, worthy. Um, your weekly, um, again, you, you want to do your things like your balanced water testing. Make sure you get your balanced water testing uh, undertaken. Um, you know, it's, it's going to determine whether or not your your pool or your your plant room in particular, especially your pipework, is scale forming or it's corrosive. And obviously, we'll put control measures in place, or you know, we'll up the pH, we'll you know decrease the pH or whatever backwashing to reduce the alkalinity, or um, you know, in, in order to to make sure your pipe works fine. Um, again, going back to your daily, you know, if your site's got an AED, you know, check your defibrillator, make sure it's working, make sure it's got a full battery or, or the battery's live. Do your formal inspections, make sure your pads are in date, your battery's in date, um, and things like that. And again, put a pen to a bit of paper to document it, say, yeah, it's, it's operational worthy. Um, even in our site, We've, you know, we put it down to things like our front doors. Are they opening and closing correctly? Yes. Is there any hazards? No. Is it operational sound? Yes. You know, and that's just on a front door. Of course, yeah. But if someone was to then have an accident on that door and then potentially claim compensation or, or seek any personal injury claim... You know, we've got evidence of that to say, no, it was it was tested. It was inspected at this time, inspected at this, you know, by this person. And there's your proof of it. Yeah. We've just moved over to a um, I don't know if you've heard of it, actually, a really good uh, inspectional document called Eye Auditor. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, yeah it's really, really good. Um, as I said, it takes about an hour for us to fill it out uh, every morning. And, uh, and we'd also do one in the afternoon shift as well. Uh, but it literally, it's not, it's not like an iPad, or you can do it on your PC, your monitor, and uh, it's got drop-down boxes that say, was the front door operational? Yes. Was there any hazards? No. Was the glass cracked? No. So it's just about 
you know, really covering your back and your organisation's back. Um, yeah. Really good programme, that eye auditor. Uh, we've had it operational now for about six months, seven months, and uh, really recommend it to any pool operator. And swim school for, you know, their uh, inspections. Yeah, I definitely think that's... Um online or app or internet um, inspection documents is definitely the way forward. Um, it's just so risky if you just do everything pen and paper, which is good, you're doing the right mm. thing, but how often have you had a piece of paper put it down somewhere, gone to get it a week later and gone, where the fuck's yeah, that gone? Exactly. Um, if you can't get anything on an app um, or anything like that, once you press save, it's yeah. saved. You should get your password reset your password you log straight back in again so i definitely think um the way forward is um technology for um for your inspections and whatnot just because it's so risky if you lose one thing you're yeah, buggered exactly yeah and you can also like we have we've got notifications on our email that uh you know if you haven't actually undertaken the inspection or i auditor or the system hasn't actually registered that you've undertaken it send you a reminder through to your email uh and obviously if you've got senior management as well they can get notifications to say uh, Glenn Datson undertook this inspection at this time and he's crap at it, basically. Yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, sack him. <laughs> Put me back on first. Yeah, yeah. but um, we use IELDA for every every single area, like our fitness suite, um, sauna, steam, swimming pool, you know, all the corridors, male, female changing areas. Um, you know, there's drop down boxes on those to say, you know, whether well, lockers okay, any bands need replacing, are they all in a safe condition? Um, it is time consuming, and the beauty about it as well is you can actually take photos as evidence. So, um, if I walked into the changing rooms and there was talcum powder all across the floor, I could take a photo of that, notify it, say that it's an amber alert, and then that gets pinged to all duty managers. So the duty managers would then open it up and go, oh, bollocks, it was me on last night. That was left. I'm now going to get a bollock in at 12 o'clock from my senior manager. Um, so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Ask me how many bollockings I've Because it's never How many bollockings have you had? Three. Do you use anything like that at your site? Or do you use paper base? Uh, no, so we have... Um... So we have two systems. So for our um, sort of like ongoing operational health and safety inspections and so on and so forth, we use a system called um, Prime Systems. All right. Uh, which again is, is, even though it's slow, it is really good. You literally get completed, due or incomplete, different colours, neon neon signs to say this is what you does need to do up, every single does it day. Come up due with you all the time. Um, I get overdue with the defects because people only put the defect date like one day on there to uh, to repair, right. and then they don't do oh, anything okay. else after yeah. that. Oh, put it on, so uh, it's going to disappear, yeah. and then I just get ping, ping, ping. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is overdue. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so we, you know, we log our um, our daily reports. We log um, our our club daily health and safety inspections. So quite like you from reception to the swimming pool to the uh, to the food area to the gym to the studios we've got a daily covid-19 um, inspection which is all the, the well the, the legal stuff that we need to be open in terms of the sneeze screens the signs the social distancing mm. da, 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 da. 
Um, and then that goes through to weekly inspections, monthly. We do quarterly inspections and then our uh, annual um, fire evacuation, chlorine evacuation, um, operational um, inspections. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really good system. And then in terms of cleanliness, we, um, we've got a franchise cleaning team that do daily and weekly walk-arounds. Quite well, you said you can take photos of it if you're, if you're not happy with anything that gets sent back to their uh, to their supervisor. So um, when it's my day, it's, right, ah, let's get the camera ready and click, yeah, click, exactly. click, 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 click. And that's just my desk. I guarantee you one of your cleaners is called Malcolm. <laughs> There's always a cleaner or a janitor called Malcolm. I don't know why. It's just one of those names. He's <laughs> the one that always calls in sick. He's the best one. Is there actually a janitor called Malcolm at your place? Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> well, there generally is, isn't there? There's always a janitor or a cleaner called Malcolm. No, no offence to all Malcolms out there, by the way. But <laughs> What about for, not necessarily inspections, but ongoing training? What, what, what structure do you have in place to know what ongoing training you're going to do throughout the year, if any? Um, so we, we go by the RLSS programme. Uh, we, you know, our lifeguards must attend the uh, monthly pool training um, and things like that. Um, but uh, when we go to sites, there's a massive lack of ongoing training for staff. In, partic- in particular, really? uh, teachers rescue. We'll go to certain sites and, you know, we'll say to them, can we, can we have a little look at your ongoing training program for your swimming teachers? And their general attitude or their general answer is, well, they don't do ongoing training, but they're qualified. And we say, yeah, that's right. However, you know, where's the evidence of of your staff doing ongoing training? Oh, they haven't. We yeah. just renew every two years. So in that aspect, it's pretty poor when we go to sites and ask to see evidence of that. Um, the sites where we were in particular, lifeguards attend monthly ongoing training. Uh, and our swimming teachers attend quarterly training. So every three months, they'll be in the pool, they'll be doing dry side, they'll be doing first aid, uh, they'll, and basically they'll cover the whole syllabus of Neuraztec or the SAT, if it's STA, within a, uh, within a year period. So when it comes up to their renewal, technically they've done their course twice. Does that make sense? Yeah. But as I said, yeah. when we go to sites, there's no evidence of that. There's, there's a massive lack of ongoing training for teachers. Massive lack. Don't know why. Don't know why. Do you do, I'm assuming you do ongoing training with your swimming teachers at your place? Uh, not often, to be honest oh, okay. with you. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, more because our structure, you know, our teachers will never get in the swimming pool. Uh, lifeguards oversee everything essentially um so if there was any is- uh, issue um lifeguards would completely take over um in a, in a lovely world i'd love to get the um swimming teachers going um attending training sessions um i've just about got the managers attending <laughs> training wow. sessions even if they're not, they're not qualified i think so uh baby steps but yeah and no, for for our structure for our swimming pool lifeguards are the are the daddies on pool so i don't even think they'd say and do um takes priority over over everything in that respect yeah so where we're slightly different is when we operate our teaching pool for swimming lessons that's generally the uh, teachers 
responsibility is, you know, the, the safety right. of the children, first aid. Obviously, they'll have backup first aid from the lifeguard team, but uh, evacuation and things like that as well. So that's why we're quite harsh on, you know, you must attend your training yeah. for three months, um, and, you know, it's for that simple fact, really. Yeah, of course. And um, where did you say that you log all your training records? Is that paper-based or did you do that online? So the MPLQ ones, we store paper-based and we store online on the RLSS uh, uh, on-game training uh, website. Swimming teachers, we generally just keep a paper base of that. I don't generally manage the swimming teachers. I'm more managerial of the lifeguard team when it comes to on-game training. Yeah. Phil generally does all the swimming teachers. So I think he's got a... Oh, you got a... No, I know. I know. They're all shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Sarah, you're good, really. Um, <laughs> no, Phil, Phil generally... And Joe Bags. Uh, Phil generally looks after that side of stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I do all the lifeguard um, bits and pieces. What about you? Are you you in charge of all so, your lifeguard? You chew update yours. Yeah, but, yeah. So uh, again, we're we're paper based oh, and online right. as well. You or someone else? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, yeah. I'll, I'll look after all that. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my baby. We have got other TAs. At my site, but they've got nothing to do with it. It's 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 solely me. Otherwise, I can just see it getting too messy. In other words, you've seen them um, run a course before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now they're not allowed no, to exactly. run anymore. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> I've never been non-compliant on an yeah, IV before. Love that. Love that. Brilliant. <laughs> That's what we call a donkey. Yeah, there's plenty of those about, mate. Plenty <laughs> of those about. What about? Um, training in terms of um, like your pool plant, pool technical uh, side of things. Is that solely yourself um, and the other management team? Do, do the leisure team get involved um, in any way? How, how do you oversee what goes on in, in, in your pool plant? Do we let the leisure team down in the plant room like yeah. hell we do? No, it is literally managers only. So... Anywhere beyond the plant room door, it is just managers only, um, uh, or sorry, or qualified pool plant operators only. So, yeah, we're not one of those sites that gets the lifeguards to do the pool water testing. We are not one of those sites that trains the lifeguard team in a space of half an hour how to do a water test and then get them to do it. You must be qualified to sample any of our water at our sites. We try and emphasize this when we go to swim schools uh, in particular. Swim schools in particular, they rely on the caretaker taking the pool water tests and, you know, and, and things like that prior to allowing their students in the pool. His, history shows, and this is no disrespect to Malcolm, the caretaker, <laughs> that caretakers, because of their wide range of responsibility that they've got, they take very little interest in pool water testing. So it has been brought to our attention before that caretakers just write in figures on the bit of paper and then go to another area and, and do what they've got to do. So, right. yeah, it's, it's a little bit naughty. We've We've heard it 
quite a few times. Um, so, you know, the pool operators or, or the swimming school uh, operators need to ensure that there is a robust program in place for your pool water testing. Uh, you know, if it's an automatic system, you know, they should be testing it every you know, four hours, uh, for example. Uh, and if it's a uh, if it's a manual dosing system, then they should be doing it every two hours. Now, you tell me what caretaker does it every two hours. He makes it up every in two fact, hours. In fact, I'm going to ring Malcolm in a minute, and I'm going to actually ask him, <laughs> Malk, do you <laughs> test? He's doing it now. Do you yeah. test it every two hours? Um, the likelihood is really unlikely. The amount of work that they've got to do on a daily basis and the amount of areas they've got to go to on a daily basis, they don't do it. Let's face it. Um, so swimming school operators, you know, I, I would advise that you do get yourself on a pool water testing course or a pool plant treatment course or even a level three pool plant course and get your own kit, invest in your own kit and undertake the test yourself. You know, make yourself confident in knowing that you're about to let 12, 24, 36, 48 people in that poll knowing that they're going to be fine. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lack of it, unfortunately. Yeah. What I really, so we've got a, um, uh, a new G manager being trained up. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, we was chatting away as we're doing pool tests. Um, generally, we're a bit old school. We use the comparator. Oh, God, you don't, do you? Oh, fuck. We're, we're one, we're, we're, what if you're colourblind? He's colourblind. Oh, like it. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a really good conversation. We've actually, we do actually own photometer um, on our site. So um, not many of us use it just because I don't trust people to be an absolute doofus and smash the glass. Um, so it's not something I let everyone do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, something to think about is, is, is people with, uh, with, with colorblind or sight issues or anything like that. Comparators ain't easy, easy to get the perfect reading or, or to get an accurate reading. Um, so that's definitely something need to be uh that we need to be aware of as well um but when i put in the dpd one tablet and just hold it up against the uh the window and go yeah that looks about 1.5 i'll write that down it's absolutely yeah. fine yeah i don't, I we, don't. we don't keep them on our sites we we're only photometer only we're, we're photometer all the way <laughs> look at you <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> How do you um, oversee um, or understand the importance of uh, your monthly analytical readings? So we're doing the pool test, that's fine. We're doing our balance water test, that's fine. And then we also get an external company come through, unless you do it yourselves, to do your, uh, your, your analytical reading. How do you oversee all that to ensure that you've got perfect pool? <clears throat> well, again, this is another one that uh, swim schools or operators uh, have overlooked is the analytical sampling so generally speaking we should really have an external company uh, preferably a company that's UCAS accredited uh, to come in take samples of your water um, and obviously if you've got pool covers as well they should be taking like swab samples of the pool cover and what they do is they take those samples back to a lab and they they grow the sample in a, uh, a petri dish 
uh, at various temperatures to, you know, establish if you've got E. coli present, pseudomonas, uh, you know, any coliforms uh, forming and, uh, and things like that. Just, you know, making sure that your, your pool is, is healthy as it should be. Um, it is a stipulation that you should have these undertaken uh, monthly and uh, and obviously you get your results back from that company within I think it's within the matter of like a week maybe ten days. Um, again, this is one of the big things that pool operators have really gone up in arms about, especially the last six months, because when COVID hit, I keep saying it, but there was a lot of technical guidance that come out and technical notes to say this is what we do when we reopen and this is what you need to ensure you. Yeah, this is what you need to ensure you've got prior to opening again and people have gone oh my god what is what the hell is analytical sampling and all these analytical sampling companies now they must be really busy because they've got all these new customers that are all of a sudden gone we never had this done in the first place we must now get it done now um and yeah it is to ensure that your your you know your your pool is healthy and that what you're doing in regards to things like your backwashing regime, your pool cleaning regime, um, is working and is safe and it is effective. Um, I personally can't remember the last hit we had on anything at both of our pools, and that's that's your pseudomonas, that's your uh, coliforms, uh, you know, your general bacteria within the pool, because our cleaning regime is so good but it's so good because we've learnt the hard way before many years ago about three right. years ago we used to have hit after hit after hit after hit people weren't coming down ill or anything like that it was a case of you got coliforms forming you've got uh, pseudomonas present within the pole and we was looking back thinking well how are we getting this and it was because of our backwashing program we was doing backwashes at the wrong time of the week. Um, and we're okay. looking back at the results and we're thinking, well, actually, if we change this to this, maybe the results will be different. Uh, the best one was on pool covers. Month after month after month after month, we was getting analytical hits on our pool covers with our swab samples. And then we slowly realised, shit, we've actually got to clean these pool covers. <laughs> Mal yeah Malcolm so you know we put a concentrated level of calcium hypochlorite in a bucket and we was jet hosing and we was wiping down and we was cleaning the pool covers the following month we had nothing so it's not you know it's only because of analytical sampling that we learned this cleaning regime is not quite working well, let's change it up a little bit and all of a sudden now all of our yeah. results are like zero um, I reckon they're just taking tap water to be fair but the result <laughs> if it shows and you're exactly take it. but the results are saying zero so so yeah but again that's yeah. another thing that's really overlooked not a lot of swimming pool operators realize that they should be having this monthly analytical samples taken um only downside is, is quite expensive uh for example the company that we use i won't mention them kingfisher analytical sampling um <laughs> I mean, they're about 72 quid for a sample and we've got a main pool and we've got a teaching pool and we've also got two pool covers. So, you know, the monthly bill on that is like well over 200 quid. Um, so for, a, a, you know, a pool operator that owns their own pool, 
it can be quite expensive. You know, make sure you put in your reserve budget like two and a half grand a year just for the sampling to be taken. Uh, DPL also offers the sampling. Just want to get that in there. <laughs> yeah. Of course we do. And it's of course we do. £71. I mean, it's, 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 <laughs> I'll do it for £69. Oh, we've got a special offer at the moment. £65. <laughs> Priceless. Moss Bros. <laughs> I mean, it is so... It, you can run with... with um, really good chlorine levels and so on and so forth. But I don't think people appreciate as well external bacteria entering, uh, entering the pool. So mud on your shoes, your, your, your push chairs and whatnot, if that starts making its way into the pool, that can start um, breeding some some nasty bacteria. Mm. So it is important. It is, you know, beside that, you're going to get people pseudomonious in the pool and it stings when they pee. And I've had that test and I don't want to get that again for another six months. <laughs> your result will come back tomorrow, don't I? Don't want to do that. But no, you're right. Uh, COVID's played a big part on this one. Again, I keep mentioning bloody COVID, but it's played a big part on this one because the way showers are set out, some of the showers might be out of use. So people are not pre-use, you know, pre, uh, pre-showering pre prior to using the pool. So they're bringing all their bacteria in the pool, bringing their skin cells. They're bringing, you know, if they haven't wiped their ass properly, let's face it, you know, they're bringing in shit particles into the pool. Um, you know and all that has a (laughs) all that has a contribution of the contaminants within the pool environment or the pool itself so yeah I I wouldn't be surprised if these analytical samples at the moment are coming back quite high for some places especially if they haven't got the pre-use showering facilities available Um, you know all it takes is one shit particle and it's contaminated just wipe your bums properly viewers just wipe your bums properly (laughs) Get Malcolm to do it for you. He <laughs> likes doing stuff like that. The scouring pad. down afterwards. Oh god. So, a little bit of um, free advice for no, you then, Dean. If you, uh, running... yeah, you if you was running your um, own swim school, uh, your own um, swimming pool, anything like that, what would be the most um, essential and overlooks um, day-to-day operational documents that you strongly recommend that um, people have in place or contact DPL for to get in place? Well, we've got templates of uh, pretty much everything uh, to run a large leisure facility. Uh, I'll name a few off the top of my head, um, things we haven't generally seen that I know our site's got in place and, and what we highly recommend swim school owners or you know swim pool operators to have is things like your um, your bomb threat uh, documentation. So, you know, someone rings up the centre and says there's a, bo- uh, there's a bomb in locker number 172. You know, reception or whoever is manning the phone should have a document in place right on the front of them to say, right, these are the type of questions that I've got to ask this caller. Really overlooked. People don't look at running a business or running a leisure centre in enough detail and a simple, a simple document like your mm. threat document uh, can mean, you know, the matter of life and death. Um, other ones are things like evacuation documents. So lifeguards in particular or swimming instructors in particular, the fire alarm goes off and all of a sudden they all look and go, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? One that can be down to training 
But also, too, it can also be down to not being provided relevant documentation for your role. So I'll give you an example. At our site, if the fire alarm was to go off, a uh, swimming instructor or the lifeguard right next to them on the wall, they have got an evacuation checklist. So the moment the fire alarm goes off, they take it off the wall and there is a, chip, uh, a checklist on there that says you are to evacuate the changing rooms, you are to evacuate the studios, yeah. you are to evacuate the toilets, and then you are to go through via this exit or any available exit. So, again, that's things that we don't generally see pool operators have on them or, or have that are operational. And, again, they can be life-changing. It could, it could be a good outcome or it could be a really bad outcome if you don't have one. So, yeah, they're, they're generally the type of, of documentation that we don't see rarely at sites that, yeah, you should really have in place. Funny that um, my fire evac just says, um, says run yeah, like fuck. It's pretty much same. Yeah. Has it got a, has it got a green <laughs> sign of a, a, a man running? <laughs> He's Glenn out yes. the building. Do what you want. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> really good. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, to be fair, especially with the bomb threat. Um, funny enough, my site actually oh, has wow. had a bomb threat before. Um, oh, yeah. How was that? Uh, it was in the windside. It was raining. So when we evacuated, it was absolutely horrible. Um, but, you know, it, it's like what you were saying. Your reception team or your management team or whoever has to deal with it at the time will have a list of questions to kind of determine if it's a, 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 a true threat, false threat, whatever threat, what actions mm. you're going to take next. And um, we'll always treat ours as a, as a real threat. I'd rather get everyone out of mm. the building and then be alive than kind of going, oh, it's only a false call. And before you know it, you're blown up and you've got more bloody yeah. paperwork to fill out. Um Hang on a minute, I remember whatnot. I run a but, course um, at your site and you was one of the candidates and the fire alarm went off and we looked at you and went, what should we do? And you just said, just stay here, the manager can deal with it. No, that was the first No, day. it was a pool alarm as well. We've we done one with a pool alarm. Oh. And a fire alarm. Well, we stayed there and we were fine. <laughs> yeah, we were actually. <laughs> I, know, I know my site, I know what time someone... Presses the the yeah, alarm by mistake. So fifteen. That's Doris again. But, uh, no, when we evacuated for that bomb threat, there was one family that refused to leave the swimming pool, and uh, I was the first one back on pool slide afterwards. And they said to me, kind of all smug, "Oh, what was it? Just a uh, just a drill." And I looked at them. I said, "No, it was a bomb," and oh. kept on walking past them. <laughs> Their faces. Wow. Gross. I'm assuming it was a false alarm. Uh, it was a full, it, yeah, it was a hoax call. But, um, you know, it, as I was saying in the articles over and over again today with all the rules and whatnot, we're not no yeah. fun supervisors. Everything we put in place, everything we say is to make sure that you leave that building and then you go home to your family every night. I don't understand that, though. Unless it's now, it's probably not yourself <laughs> in the plant. Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> Well then, really appreciate your time again tonight, um, right. as I always do. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> I've changed my I've changed oh, my billing yeah. address. 
So for any remaining uh, listeners still out there, um, my name's Glenn. Um, I've been chatting with Dean um, this evening. We've been doing Leisure Talk on behalf of DPL. If there's absolutely anything that you want to ask us about or want us to talk about, any experiences that we might might have had, um, positive, negative, feel free to find uh, DPL on Facebook, on the gram. Um, Google DPL, first thing that comes up will be this little man right here. Um, get in touch. Anything you want us to talk about, we'll be more than happy to, unless it's actual work that I was meant to be doing, because I'm probably hiding in the training room that day. Yeah, I know that. Brilliant. That's what I like. <laughs> Other than that, thank you very much for your Cheers, time, Dean. Thank you very much for your time, listeners. I know that we'll be back in contact over the next couple of days for more Leisure Talk Brilliant. episode four. Cheers, mate.